0: A very good evening to each one of you. A very warm welcome to our evening service. Whether you are here in the sanctuary or watching and sharing online, you are all very welcome indeed. Let us bring our praise to God as we turn to Psalm 66 on page 299. All lands to God in joyful sounds, aloft your voices raise, sing forth the honour of his name, and glorious make his praise. Say unto God, How terrible in all thy works art thou! Through thy great power, thy foes to thee shall be constrained to bow. We sing the first seven verses of Psalm 66, all lands to God in joyful signs. Let us come before the Lord in prayer Let us pray Almighty and everlasting God Our gracious and loving Father in heaven It is our great privilege to draw near to you this evening We thank you for the privilege of doing so Yet we have to confess that despite the blessings of this morning's service, despite the assurances of your word that when we draw near to God, you also draw near to us. Despite this, at times we feel far from you. Your voice, is so quiet we thank you that we still come in full assurance of faith that you attend the praises of your people so we pray that you would come come Lord Jesus by your Holy Spirit come in all your risen power Come and meet with us afresh. Bless us abundantly and do us good. We pray that your voice would not be quiet, but that it would be as the sound of many waters echoing and thundering in our ears and in our hearts. So have your perfect way amongst us cleanse us from our sin anything that separates us from you anything that hinders our true fellowship with one another and with yourself despite the blessings of communion we know that sin can enter at any point at any time So cleanse us afresh. Wash away our sins in the precious blood of the Lamb. And we pray that we may be enabled by your grace to truly worship you from hearts that really love you, from hearts that are greatly indebted to you for all you have done for us. So draw near to us. Meet with us afresh. And Lord our prayer for ourselves. Is that the Lord Jesus Christ. Might have preeminence in all things. That the word of God would be magnified in our midst. And what we pray for here we pray for everywhere throughout our land where your word is faithfully proclaimed where your people meet together in true worship follow with your blessing all that is said all that is done in your name accept of our thanks for your many mercies continue with us we pray as we ask these things in the name and for the sake of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. We further sing to God's praise from Psalm 89 on page 345, singing from the verse Mark 7 down to 14. Great fear in meeting of the saints is due unto the Lord, and he of all about him should with reverence be adored. O thou that art the Lord of hosts, what Lord in righteousness is like to thee who compassed round art with thy faithfulness? Psalm 89 verses 7 to 14, Great Fear in Meeting of the Saints. read God's Word together as we find it in the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 2, from verse 14 to 47. This is a record of the day of Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit was outpoured, and it gives a list there of all the different nationalities who were gathered together. They began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit prompted them. People wondered what was going on. Some said, oh they are full of wine. Not the Holy Spirit, they are full of wine. We take up our reading at verse 14 when Peter addresses this. Let us hear the word of God. But Peter, standing with the eleven, lifted up his voice and addressed them. Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and give ear to my words. For these people are not drunk as you suppose, since it is only the third hour of the day. But this is what was uttered through the prophet Joel. And in the last days it shall be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. And your young men shall see visions. And your old men shall dream dreams. Even on my male servants and female servants, in those days I will pour out my spirit and they shall prophesy. And I will show wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and vapour of smoke. The sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon to blood. Before the day of the Lord comes, the great and magnificent day. And it shall come to pass that everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested to you by God with mighty works and wonders and signs that God did through him in your midst, as you yourselves know. This Jesus delivered up according to the definite plan and foreknowledge of God you crucified and killed by the hands of lawless men. God raised him up, loosing the pangs of death, because it was not thought possible for him to be held by it. For David says concerning him, I saw the Lord always before me, For he is at my right hand that I may not be shaken. Therefore my heart was glad and my tongue rejoiced. My flesh also will dwell in hope. For you will not abandon my soul to Hades. Nor let your Holy One see corruption. You have made known to me the paths of life. You will make me full of gladness with your presence. (laughs) Brothers, I may say to you with confidence about the patriarch David, that he both died and was buried, and his tomb is with us to this day. And of that we are all witnesses, being therefore exalted at the right hand of God, and having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, he has poured out this, that you yourselves are seeing and hearing. For David did not ascend into the heavens, but he himself says, The Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. Let all the house of Israel therefore know for certain that God has made him both Lord and Christ, this Jesus whom you crucified. Now when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the the rest of the apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? And Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized every one of you for the forgiveness of your sins and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promises for you and for your children and for all who are far off, every one whom the Lord our God calls to himself. And with many other words he bore witness and continued to exhort them, saying, Save yourselves from this crooked generation. So those who received his word were baptized, and there were added to, and there were added that day about three thousand souls. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. And awe came upon every soul. And many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together, And breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favour with all the people. And the Lord added to their number, day by day, those who were being saved. Amen. We look to the Lord to add his blessing to this reading of his word. Let us again turn to God in prayer. Let us pray. Most gracious God, we thank you for the privilege of meeting with you. We thank you for the privilege of speaking with you. We thank you for your promise from the scriptures and from our own experience, that in heaven, your dwelling place, your ear is open to our prayer. Lord, we pray with thanksgiving for the situation in Ukraine and we thank you for. The liberation of Hershon. We pray that this might be genuine, the withdrawal of Russian troops. But we know that the conflict still rages. If things continue as they more or less are, many more lives will be lost. And so on this Remembrance Sunday, we pray to the one who makes wars to cease on to the end of the earth that you will bring an end to the conflict in Ukraine. Our Father, we pray for the church in all the world. We thank you that you have never left yourself without a witness. We thank you in many nations there are people who truly trust in the Lord and who daily call upon your name. Hear us as we intercede for the persecuted church. We pray, Lord, that you would be with your people who are suffering persecution. Make them strong. Make them pure. Keep them faithful to you and to your word. And Lord, we remember all missionaries of Christ Jesus in whatever land they are found, that you would help them. Oh, do prosper your work. In our scripture reading, we read about thousands being added to the church O Lord, hasten the day when this will happen again, not least in our own land. Send forth the gospel in power and with authority in the fullness of the Holy Spirit given at Pentecost. And we pray that many will be convicted and converted to the Lord. Bless us as we turn to your word, be our guide, be our teacher, lead us in all your truth, draw near to abundantly bless us, for Jesus Christ's sake, Amen. Before turning to God's word, we turn to Psalm 25. Psalm 25, the first version on page 231. And we sing the first seven verses. To thee I lift my soul, O Lord, I trust in thee. My God, let me not be ashamed, nor foes triumph over me. Psalm 25, the first seven verses To thee I lift my soul. I want to thank our Minister Farker for the invitation, which I appreciate very much to conduct this evening service. I want to thank you for your prayers. I simply could not do without them. And although I have preached here before, I haven't really heard these men, these two presenters. Sing with such vigour and gusto and uh, it has inspired me this evening. It's a pleasure and a privilege to minister to you. What a blessed time we had this morning gathered round the Lord's table when the Lord himself drew very near. but what should follow after communion what should be our response to the blessings of the morning the blessings of communion what should flow on from that Well certainly not like the first communion or sometimes called the last supper when Judas went out and betrayed Jesus Peter denied him and all the disciples fled and left him. Instead, I feel that the words of verse 42 would be such a blessing and help and encouragement to us. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. Let us look to the Lord for enabling grace as we seek to unpack the words of this text.
1: They devoted themselves.
0: How? How did this reveal itself, this devotion? Well if I may borrow the language of the authorised version which says they continued steadfastly. They continued steadfastly. The writer to the Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 1, he speaks to his readers as those who should be teachers, but they need someone to teach them instead. Who should be eating solid food of God's word, but instead they need milk. And the writer of the book says, Therefore, let us leave the elementary doctrine of Christ and go on to maturity. Let us leave the elementary. Let us go on to maturity. I once heard a preacher who said, I want to teach you a chorus you'll not forget it and I certainly didn't he said only two words very simple two words, three letters and there is no tune so you can't get out of tune and the words are these go on, go on, go on, go on Go on, go on, go on. And you can sing that over as many times as you want. I trust that the blessing of this morning around the Lord's table will be such an inspiration to us to press on with the Lord. In Ephesians chapter 4, verses 12 to 16, we read these words. And he gave apostles, prophets, evangelists, shepherds, teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ, until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine. Rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head into Christ, from whom the whole body joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped When each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. Very often we focus rightly on the different parts of the body. But the emphasis of it all in that context is the growing The growing of the body, the maturing of the faith, the edifying of one another. I trust that today, this morning, will be such a help to us to go on in our Christian faith. To build ourselves and one another up in the faith (coughs) you remember what Jesus said my sheep hear my voice and I know them and and they follow me and I give unto them eternal life and they shall never perish my sheep hear my voice and they follow me The Lord is not at a standstill. He is leading his people on. It is our responsibility to follow, follow everywhere he leads. Paul to Colossians writes this, Therefore as you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. Have you received the Lord Jesus Christ? If so, are you walking in him? You cannot walk, you cannot follow standing in the one place. I am reminded of a phrase often used by the renowned Ulster evangelist, the late Reverend W.P. Nicholson. In his own inimitable style, blunt style, He used to say there are too many Christians who are saved and stuck. Let us take our example from the Apostle Paul in Philippians chapter 3 and in verse 2. These words will be familiar to us.
1: Ephesians
0: 3, verse 12. Not that I have already obtained this or am already perfect, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it by own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Hebrews 2 in the first verse. We must pay much closer attention to what we have heard. Lest we drift away from it. I'm sure we all know the danger of drifting in any area of life. They continued... May the Lord find each one of us here this evening those who have received Christ and are continuing in him. But they continued steadfastly. Steadfast is a great New Testament word. Remember how Paul closes his chapter 1 Corinthians 15 that great resurrection chapter. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. They devoted themselves They continued steadfastly to the apostles' teaching.
1: What was the apostles' teaching?
0: I thought when I was working on this sermon, I thought immediately of my primary school days, And I am so thankful that there I was taught passages of Scripture from heart and the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. But then when I gave this further serious consideration, I realized that the Apostles' Creed was formulated maybe two, three, four hundred years after Luke had penned the book of Acts. So what is the Apostle's teaching? It is simply this.
1: It is founded
0: on the word of God as you read Acts chapter 2 especially Peter's sermon this is where the apostles teaching came from it came from Peter where did he get it from he got it from scripture Joel chapter 2 And David in Psalm 16 and Psalm 110 are quoted. So the apostles knew the Old Testament scriptures. And all teaching should be Bible based. Can you continue steadfastly? in the apostles teaching how well do you know the apostles teaching recorded in scripture how well do you know the word of God that you might continue to wholeheartedly follow Christ the apostles teaching came from the word of God from Joel and from David but preeminently it came from Jesus i am aware that jesus at times was very disappointed with his disciples that they had been with him through thick and thin they had been with him through many experiences Of miraculous power working. Of deep teaching concerning the kingdom of heaven and the soul of man. And yet he was amazed that they understood that they took in so little. So much of it seemed to just, what we would say, water off a duck's back. But here on the day of Pentecost, oh it's so different. So very different. Peter, later on in Acts, John. Later on still, Paul. Here we see the difference that the day of Pentecost, the outpouring of the Spirit, has made. Suddenly it all clicks into place with them. What they had previously heard and observed, the teaching, the working, the words of Jesus, now they see it, now they understand it, now they proclaim it with great confidence and power. They continued, they devoted themselves to the Apostles' teaching. Thirdly, they devoted themselves to the fellowship. The fellowship. God's gift to His church. What a blessing true fellowship is. Usually fellowship involves a cup of tea. Well, I have five teas for you this evening. I hope you heard me correctly. I said five teas, not high teas. Although when I saw what was being carried into the kitchen... I think it will be a good feed you'll get. Five T's concerning fellowship. Five prerequisites for fellowship. And the first one is time. You need time to have fellowship. I once heard a man say that he didn't do something As he spoke to another man, he didn't do something because he said, I I just didn't have time. And the other man corrected him and said, no, no. You didn't take time. You didn't make time to do what you had to do. I trust that we all will be able to take time for fellowship after this evening service and future opportunities in the lord's will for fellowship time togetherness unity and this will reflect christ's desire for his church for his people In his great high priestly prayer, John 17, that they may be one, just as we, the Father and the Son, are one. There should be a real togetherness about the people of God meeting in fellowship. Because we are all born of the same Father, Redeemed with the same price, members of the same body, taught by the same Spirit, walking the same path, serving the same Master, heirs of the same inheritance. May God Abundantly bless our fellowship this evening and give us that greater, stronger sense of togetherness. The third T is trust. In fellowship we need to trust one another with what we share, with what we say. We, in a way, leave ourselves open as we have true, genuine fellowship with one another. The fourth T is truth. We are to speak the truth in love. We are to speak words of truth and grace and help and encouragement and comfort. Time, togetherness, trust, truth. And you cannot have fellowship without talk, without talking. You cannot sit in a corner. You cannot sit at a table on your own. You cannot sit isolated and not speak to anyone. That isn't really fellowship. That is a presence, but it's not fellowship. We need to talk and speak and encourage and edify one another. As Paul says to the Ephesians, be filled with the Spirit, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. They devoted themselves. The next thing they devoted themselves to was the breaking of bread. Twice in this chapter we read these words, the breaking of bread. and They have two different meanings according to the context. The first one is the breaking of bread in the context of worship. The Lord's table, the Lord's supper, communion. We should give thanks for the opportunity today of meeting around the Lord's table. We should pray for grace and mercy that in the Lord's will we will be able to do it again and again and to continue steadfastly in attendance at the Lord's table while he permits us. But then the other The context is having a meal together, sharing food. They went to one another's homes, one another's houses. They attended the temple together. And breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favour with all the people. And Farker so helpfully over last evening and this morning spoke about some of the problems that the church at Corinth had. At this point in Acts chapter 2, there was no problem. They did everything decently and in order, both at the Lord's table and eating and sharing a meal in their homes. And then finally, the prayers. I would imagine that the prayers that these early converts attended along with the apostles, I would think that their prayer times were very different from our prayer meetings. I understand that the prayers would have been set prayers, not extemporary prayers. But here's the important thing. Not what form their prayers took. But the fact that they were praying. They were engaged in prayer. They knew that God hears and answers prayer. And so they devoted themselves. They continued steadfastly in the prayers. And just let me draw to a close by stressing the importance of the word and. and. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. This is not a la carte. You cannot pick and choose and focus and emphasize one thing. This is a set menu. They devoted themselves to all these things. They neglected none. They highlighted all. So may the Lord encourage us to follow the examples of these early believers and devote ourselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship and the breaking of bread and the prayers. May the Lord help us so to do for his name's sake. Amen. We sing in closing from Psalm thirty three <clears throat> psalm thirty three on page two hundred and forty five sorry on page two hundred and forty six over the page psalm thirty three page two four six from verse twelve to the end of the psalm that nation blessed is whose god Jehovah is and those. A blessed people are whom for his heritage he chose. The Lord from heaven sees and beholds all sons of men full well. He views all from his dwelling place that in the earth do dwell. That nation blessed is whose God. benediction. And now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all this day and forevermore. Amen.